Hey, this is Dallas Dwight from the LA Maybe, and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast with Tom and Zeus. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oi. Down. Kiss. Stop pressing the button. Star? Simmons. Star? Paul Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow yellow. Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like kiss? Settle down. Hello. Hey. What's up, Dick? (laughs) Kiss Army. It's Tom and Zeus. We're doing another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. It's episode 214 kiss on the howard stern show tom how you doing pretty good how's it going not bad uh i'm okay <laughs> welcome to prozac shout it out loudcast welcome to the medicated version of shout it out loudcast and you know why we need to be medicated yes because we hate everybody. <laughs> well, not everybody. But put it this way. I our, hate everybody. Put it this way. Our our hit list is growing <laughs> exponentially by the minute. And there's... And you know what's funny about this? Wait. I was listening to one of one of the podcasts I subscribe to, the Rewatchables. I know Murph listens to a movie podcast. Well, is that a positive thing that Murph they, listens to it? They just, they just did an episode on The Purge. And I'm like, what a great idea. Once a year, 12 hours... All crime is legal. You can fucking kill people. You can burn people's houses down. I say we start implementing the purge on Shout It Out Loudcast. Yes, there was that book and movie and story, the most dangerous whatever animal, where they would hunt a human. They put them in the woods and go, "I want to throw censors and put them in the woods." Oh, Jesus, I'll, de- I'll delete. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll delete. I'll delete the names, obviously. But I'm telling you. I want to put them in the woods, Tom. One of them ain't getting very far. And and fucking hump them down. Oh, you want to post about this for the one millionth time? Boom. Oh, you want to pat yourself on the back? You work so hard. And oh, oh. Please tell me you're editing all this out. <laughs> I'm such a nice guy. Oh, oh. Boom. Be my friend. Boom! Welcome, new listeners. I'm not editing that part out. I'm leaving that. The names will be out. That stays in. Fuck all them. I'm tired of this shit. I know you are tired of this shit. Grow up. Be a man. Like, stop whining, bullshit, stupid stuff. And it's all over my my social media. I can't get rid of it. Yes, you can. Block them and stop following them. (laughs) Other people post some of this shit. Be my friend, <laughs> Godfather. Change your fucking shirt. Jesus Christ. 
Welcome to the final episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, like I, I, I said it once, I'll say it again. Welcome new <laughs> listeners. They're like, wait, what is what is this? Oh, boy. Yeah, I love it because like we're going to do feedback on our when three sides came on. It's like all you people that like give them a hard time. I'll fucking take that shit any day over the other ones. We fucking I want to fucking I don't know throw out into Revere Beach. Being afraid of criticism is no way to go through life, son. Just like being fat, oh. drunk, and stupid is no way to go through oh, life, son. I pat you on the back, but your hand is in the way. Oh, oh, just oh, oh. yeah. It's it's just 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 it's, have, it's, a, have a little bit of that's it's pathetic. Have a little bit of an, a pride, a little yeah. self respect, some dignity, dignity. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just fucking yep. whiny, wanting. Bitching. That's it. That's it. Pissing and moaning. Pissing and moaning, moaning and pissing. And 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 another thing that I, I've noticed lately is all the people that want to constantly bitch about KISS and act like they're above KISS. Oh, they want cer- but when they want attention, they circle kiss, back to them. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, here's right. a kiss thing. Kiss, kiss. Oh, this is just so beneath. Oh, kiss people fans. Oh, you know, people going, oh, kiss the way they uh, I can't oh. believe these tickets. I can't believe these people are scalping and they're selling oh. this on stuff. Don't go. I'd rather buy this than go here. Do it. <laughs> There's a reason why kiss tickets sold out in Madison Square Garden and people are paying thousands of dollars and paying 50 cents or whatever you're telling people to get. Well, let's get into that right now, then, because we're on a rant. We're going to fucking save that for later on. But I said this on on our Facebook group. I think it was. Have you people ever bought concert tickets before? The insanity with the codes and the logging on and the pre-sale. The website's broken. I can't get in. My queue says 293, but uh, there's other people that I know got the ticket. Have you people ever bought concert tickets before? Because you're embarrassing yourself. Not to mention, just again, get a grip. Get a it's fucking kiss. I mean, we're spoiler alert, we're going to <laughs> both shows and we didn't tell anybody about it because it's whatever. Our good friend uh Jeff Trot slash Jeff Tate from um Queensright. Uh I talked to him the other day and he was saying he tried to get on. Yeah. He couldn't get the tickets. He was yep. and he's like, I didn't hear him bitching. Oh, society's fucking rigged. It's a rigged system. Right. A la Bernie Sanders right. about kiss tickets. <laughs> but you know, he We've put- got to do something about the ticket conglomerates. Kiss at Madison Square Garden. It's the end of the road. This is ridiculous. I'm not paying more than forty nine ninety nine. And why don't they have that short, pudgy guy on the drums when Peter Chris is alive? That's ridiculous. We have Cheetah Chris. We've got Fake Ace. We got Sinkin Stanley. We got Greed Simmons. I'm not paying face value tickets. We got the landscaper. We got everybody. And these guys want to call themselves piss. We're not doing it. Anyway, do we even have an episode today? Wait, I feel like wait, wait, never, wait, wait. I feel like more. we're never even going to get to our episode. There was more. Jeff said. What about all the assholes that would go into the system yep. and then not purchase the tickets, but do screenshots and go, oh, I guess I would be number 
422. Right. And they never would buy the tickets. Their intention right. was never to buy because they saw her and stuff. But then they fucking clogged up the whole system by going yep. in. What about the people already on Facebook groups selling their tickets already? Already selling them. Yeah, it's a, it's bad. I'm telling you right now. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. When we started this podcast, we were actually very blessed with the uncanny timing of Kiss announcing the end of the road tour right around when our podcast started. It was like, it was perfect. And that has been a blessing for us because there's current Kiss stuff to talk about. And then there's the history of the band stuff to talk about. I'm not lying right now. I am looking forward to January of 24 when Kiss is gone for a while. Because what, the Kiss, what will the other shows talk about? Because the kit, well, that, that's that's a good point. But because the well, Kiss, they'll, they'll, well, they'll just go through our fucking shit and just pick just out copy episodes. us. Yeah, what else? But but the Kiss fandom, that's it's really it's it, it's gotten and and again, I know that we have our own. Obviously, we've spent the first fifteen minutes of this bitching more about everything, but it's just Kiss. We talked about this with Mike and Lisa. I feel like social media and Kiss fandom, it's like ruining everything. <laughs> Like, what the fuck, people? Dude, I'm, I believe that, again, it, it's part of human nature, how people are. Yeah. And then KISS is microcosm of all that. Like, oh, I really I agree. Look I agree. into deep and people are. So absolutely. Oh, oh, I didn't waste my time on KISS tickets. I, I went out and got fourth row at Bango Tango Rock's fucking... Uh, I won. I don't know. <laughs> fucking. Like, yeah. Okay. Much, Congratulations. Great. You. You. Great. You. You saw. You saw some band that no one's ever heard of at the Knights of Columbus in Revere. <laughs> that's oh, fan fucking tastic. That that's what you do with your money. Yeah. Great. And, and, and that's not bad. You, that's not bad. But don't give us shit because we spent a lot of money on kiss tickets. I. I don't understand how you begrudge people for doing what they want with their money. 
Yeah. That I don't understand. Because it's jealousy and Bingo. it's human nature. It's Thank human you. nature. Thank you. And then they want to validate the fact that they can't do something. So they want to validate what they think is more important than buying well, guess, tickets. And guess what? To quote our friend Sonny Pooney, those people are BAF, broke as fuck. <laughs> That's why they're attacking people <laughs> who are spending money on kiss tickets. BAF. Oh, That's it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm super excited oh, that we were able to get these seats. I can't believe, I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. I, 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 I cannot wait. December a, can't get here fast we enough. We had a game plan. Yep. Exercise to a T. Oh, it was, we have, it was like Mission Impossible. It was awesome. <laughs> we have myself, you, and Murph are going. Yep. <clears throat> there might be more tickets. <clears throat> yep. Uh, available. And then for the last night, do yep. we spill the beans? We won't say who, but do we spill the beans? Uh, yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, we, we can. Our, our our Robin Hood, our knight in shining armor, our uh, Chip Magoo, our Chip Magoo, our our yeah, our the guy that we always mention about how much he does for us, and he's the fucking the man. We love him. He knows yep. who he is. He knows how much we love him, and he knows who he is. Um, we got second row. Final for last for the final night. Second row floor, final kiss show, Madison Square Garden. We're going. Me, Zeus, Murph, and our friend. And then what happened around one o'clock in the morning the next day? No, that night, actually. Oh, go ahead. Tell tell him. <laughs> this is so this is a great story. Jericho starts talking to me. We we're asking him something about a podcast question. He gets, Oh, I'm just seeing this now. Hey, uh, this and that. And go, I mean, I told him about, oh, we just got tickets. Would you get tickets? And the funniest thing is I said, we got him. Our, our, your fellow SIOL Hall of Famer got him for us. He's like, don't be a dick. Who did it? Who got it for you? Fucking Charlie? Paul McCartney? Like, dude, not real Hall of Fame person. Paul he McCartney goes, did not get us tickets for Kiss. <laughs> no, the, he goes, I'm not in the mood for games. <laughs> <laughs> and then throughout our text for the next 15, 20 minutes, he comes back to me and goes, got it, fucko. And he bought front row right in front of us. And he texts back. Now you can see me shake my ass like Paul Stanley. I love it. I love it. So front row right Jericho, front. second row us. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. man. So unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's a little bit of our opening rant. There might be, there might be, there, there might, there might be more where that came from later on in the show. But what, what are we talking about this episode? Uh, by the way, did I did I close it by saying I fucking hate everybody these days? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, Tom, we're going to talk about last week's episode where we had three sides of the coin, half of them yes. on. Yeah. But before we do, let's give a high five to our buddy, the taxman Tony Barone in tax season. That's right. Tax season is upon us, people. And our buddy Tony wants everybody to know, hey, Loudcasters, ABCPA Inc. is an accounting firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all of your accounting and tax needs. For business, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal, federal, and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So whether you live in Delaware or 
Arkansas. AB CPA Inc. can prepare and e-file on your behalf. Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn and visit them on their website at abcpainc.com. That is www.abcpainc.com or email Tony at Tony at abcpainc.com. That's Tony at abcpainc.com or call our buddy at 708-430-3232. That's 708-430-3232. And special tax season deal that Tony has given all Shout It Out Loudcast listeners. If you call 10% any tax preparation fees that Tony will do for you. So if you call him, make sure you heard about him on Shout It Out Loudcast. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Anyway, um, Tom, by the way, before we move on, me and Murph caught my girl, Kelly Willis. Uh, She performed with two other ladies. That's right. uh, In Waltham. Yep. Unbelievable show. Murph was so was blown away. I love it. I've created a Kelly Willis fan. And then, of course, after the show, we get to hang out and stuff. And I try not to be very stalkerish. I remember me. I seen you three times. I like back the fuck up. Anyway, um, we talked to her and she uh, may be a guest at some point. Make sure she doesn't listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, just thought I'd throw that in and a tip of the hat to my buddy Murph. Um, who's always fun to hang out with. Of course. Yep. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Murph also had a, has a raging boner since this morning because he got to hear our dorm damage episode. Where we did the 90s playlist. That's right. Murph loves that stuff, of course. And, of course. and, if, and if you kiss tards, keep this up. We're going to be, I'm going to take Tom up on his idea of like, fuck yes, that's it. We're done. That's it. It's going to be the 90s. It's going to be a 90s <laughs> podcast. And you people. You either love it or hate it. What do you mean, you people? Yeah. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> it's not like right. Ross Perot. <laughs> you people need to get off your dead asses. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Tom, uh, what we do next is we talk about last week's episode, and we did a little poll. What was yeah, so we had some fun with this one. So we had Mike and Lisa from Three Sides of the Coin uh, to many people's shock and awe. Uh, so simple question was who is more negative when it comes to kiss and the options are us <laughs> <laughs> three sides of the coin kiss fans or all of the above. Now Kiss fans took it with 37%. All of the above took it at 33%, but guess who came in with 21% of the vote us, us. That's right. And guess who finished in the single digits? Three sides of the coin at 9%. Dude, if if this uh, this poll came out after this episode, we would have blown everything away. I love it. I love it. And Mike Branvold himself said, can we vote for ourselves? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Baseball and Death says, I voted for you because I think the crown is important to you. <laughs> 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 all right. That's uh, all right. All right. All right. That's not bad. That's not bad. All right. Our buddies over at Right Between the Eyes podcast. Definitely, definitely one of the standout KISS podcasts out there. Check those guys out. They do a great job. They've been good to us. 
Uh, we try to share each other's things on social media and comment and get involved. The, those guys are great. So check them out. They said, fantastic episode, everyone. There is a reason that both shows are seated at the head of the KISS podcast table, and we are honored to have a seat at that table. That's a great comment. You guys are very, very kind to say that, but you guys have a great show of your own. Uh, Uncle Polly then says, KISS brought me to this podcast. Then Mr. Feces, <laughs> King. <laughs> oh, this is great. Then Mr. Feces, King, the WWF jobbers, Tim Dog, <laughs> disheveled Jim Henson, the Peter North stars, ooh, we're bad boys, Piss Inferno, Three's Company, etc., are what keep me listening every week. This podcast is definitely in my bang zone. <laughs> oh, don't use the sunny word. You had to ruin it. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I'm not reading that one. Uh, yeah, I'm not reading that one. We got a ton of great comments, uh, but w- one that was kind of interesting was that three sides of the coin, three sides of the coin got into a pissing match on Twitter <laughs> with super fan Dave, uh, and it got a little ugly. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to read any of that over the uh, over the the microphone here, but yikes. Our buddy Heavy Mayo, nice, kind words. He says, I love it when rival podcasts join forces. Rising tides raise all ships. No, I, I prefer war. Oh, war there's war. There's, there's, there's plenty of war. Yes. Uh, and we'll finish off Twitter with a, with a nice one here from Amy J. Kiss Podcasts. I started listening because I went to an Alice Cooper Ace Frilly concert, and I was looking for a review, and Shout It Out Loudcast popped up. I was hooked ever since shout out loudcast was my first. I haven't listened to three sides of the coin yet, but I was so happy to hear another girl talking kiss and able to have fun. Very nice. First of all, I think it's hilarious that Amy's like, Oh, I want to hear the, I want to hear somebody talk about Ace Frilly. Then she hears us. We're like, "Eh, fucking Regina pizzeria. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's Twitter. Thank you, Amy. Thank you everyone. Great, great comments on, uh, on Twitter, you guys look great, so thank you for that. Over on the Book of Face. All right, first comment was vetoed by Tom. I'm not allowed to say it, but <laughs> go there and you'll see what the comment was that you think I would have said. Our buddy Scott Donaldson, who's in Australia, and he's in Kisteria as the Fox. Great, great Kiss uh, tribute band. He's Eric Carr, the drummer. Such a cool episode, Tom and Zeus. I enjoyed it so much, I will have to listen to it again. You can imagine my surprise waking up and seeing you had three sides of the coin on your show. This was pretty cool, as I enjoyed both podcasts for different reasons. Three Sides was the first podcast I ever listened to, and that's how I was able to find Shout Out Loudcast. Well done, guys. Loving hearing you all talking about Kiss. One of my favorite episodes. Peace out, Girl Scout. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Very cool. Kevon Chapson. Oh, Jesus. It is nice. Great episode. All my friends bullshitting. Branville is harmless and super cool in person. Lisa is hot. (laughs) So you guys have a good view. I'm happy this finally happened. Yeah. Fart spray. Oh, God. Yes. Mike Jacobs says, I've listened to both podcasts over the two years. I like when you guys do crossovers together. Shout it out loudcast. Three sides of the coin. Growing up rock podcast are three of my favorites. Keep up the great work, guys. Nice. 
Ryan, Michael, Scott, Spencer, Cook, Courtney, Kroll, Rodham, Clinton. <laughs> this was fantastic. Everyone involved was great talking kiss, just shooting the shit, inventing. Seemed a bit therapeutic for all involved. Also, we are all patiently waiting for the Patreon to hear where you release your opening banter. <laughs> I tried it tonight, guys. I was recording. You heard some of it. I mean, you heard some of it. Yeah. Um, the openings of the last couple of weeks have been so entertaining and truthful. Like always, 10 out of 10 episode, guys. Wow. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Very nice. Over on our Loudcasters page, Angry Gary Cap. <laughs> yeah, Gary. This is great. I can't understand podcasts competing with one another and being petty towards one another. Whether it's kiss, cooking, wrestling, or whatever, everybody just wants to listen, be entertained, and informed. Really looking forward to hearing this podcast. Gary, you are the man. And Gary got tickets for the show. That's right. That's right. Our buddy Wrighty did. Steve Wright, part of in hell. He's going to be heading to New York City that weekend, too, for the final show. So it's going to be a big, big gathering of... uh S-I-O-L people that it's going to be a lot of fun as that date approaches. I'm sure we'll try to maybe organize something a little bit more uh, put together there. Is that a positive thing? No, it's actually very bad. (laughs) (laughs) Jack Pinocchio. This went better than I thought. I can already tell they will be back on your show or you will be on there for an episode or two. But my only complaint, I do listen to their show if they have a good topic to listen to. Poor Lisa needs a better mic. That's all. Great episode, guys. Eh, it's, you know, it's fine. (laughs) I jumped on that and added a few things. Over on our Instagram page. Lee Graham says hummingbirds and piss cakes collided. Oh, yet Jesus. we survived. <laughs> Mark Flores music, two hours, 35 minutes. And I still don't know what Michael Branville's feelings are on Peter North. <laughs> nice. Over on YouTube. Wow. A lot of comments here. Anthony Stratus says. In the words of Roman Reigns, and on the behalf of Tom and Zeus, three sides of the coin, acknowledge me. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, wrestling talk. Tom loves that. An- another <laughs> wrestling comment about Defunct says, this is like the mega powers of Kiss Pods. Nice. I can't read. I can't read your comment, Marty. No, nah, I can't do that right now. But it's funny. Uh, Michael Brandvoll actually chimed, chimed in and said, had a great time. Thanks for ask, asking us to be on the show. Anytime, brother. Thanks Anytime. for coming on. Yep. Uh, somebody, somebody named Jimmy Page commented. <laughs> and he's not too happy with three sides. Uh, if you want to read it, read it on there. I can't read it on the air. 
And then FM Big Hair said, Scotch tape laughing my fucking ass off. Oh, yeah, ace. Yep. And then he didn't remark, this episode is watermarked for your enjoyment. (laughs) Oh, God. God. All right. Uh, Tom, that's what I got. Over to you, buddy. So before we continue and finish up feedback with some emails, there was a comment that Zeus and I were kind of disagreeing on about whether that should be comment of the week. So we I do said wa- yes. So we do want to acknowledge it. Here's the reason why I don't think it deserved comment of the week. It was because it wasn't show related. It wasn't commenting on any of our posts. However, we want to give it credit here. So the comment wasn't related to the show per se, but I saw it because our buddy Sean DeHaan, and we hope he's doing well. He posted something last week during the ticket presale, and he posted, hey, has anybody seen a presale password yet? And our buddy Mark Lipset, who's been a longtime listener, said, try Kistard. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. And so it's not comment of the week, but we had to acknowledge it. So because it was just too fucking funny, I just friggin died. So let's wrap up here with with a couple great emails. Um, first, we want to give some props to our buddies Jeff and the amazing Michelle. Yeah, we love those guys up in Canada. They sent us a picture of them wearing some amazing Shout It Out Loudcast gear. Hoodies, T-shirts, awesome stuff. So we love Jeff. We love Michelle. We had an amazing time with them on the crew. So thank you for sharing that. A uh, great picture. And uh, Tom, that picture is now on the website. Yes. Along with the guys that we met at the winery dogs. Yep. That's right. Yep. And also Darren Hunt sent awesome. us a nice p- photo. So all that's in our about us. If you go to loudcasters, you go to the about us section of the website, you'll see everybody and they're shouting out loudcast gear. We have like, I don't know, 30, 40 people in there. So it's awesome. Yeah. And speaking of the winery dogs, we got a comment from our buddy, AJ white, who was at that winery dogs concert. He says, great episode as usual, guys. I get so fired up and scream at my speakers, which speaks volume about SIOL in a great way. I love the fact that you respect strong opinions because I'm about to unload just to add to your Howard interview feedback. I love the fact that you respect strong opinions because I'm about to unload. I must say that I could not disagree more with Mike's comment regarding Eric and Vinny's makeup. He is correct by saying that Kiss was dead, dead, and dead when Creatures came out, but it had absolutely nothing to do with their new makeup designs. That's just Paul talking and others drinking it up. Also, his comments regarding Ace and Peter botching negotiations for the final shows by asking for more. Of course, they should not get nearly as much as Gene and Paul, but has he forgotten where Kiss was at just before the reunion tour? Without... Without Ace and Peter's return in 96, none of this would be happening. They went from a half to three quarters empty small arenas to sold out stadiums and arenas for several tours, which is never mentioned. No, I am not part of the Ace cult, just a massive Kiss fan with opinions. I say the final two shows should be Paul, Gene, Ace, Peter, Bruce, Eric, and Eric Carr's makeup, and Tommy in Vinny's makeup, unless he really does own it, LOL. It'll never happen. Talk about seeing a unicorn. In reality, I think it will just be the existing four with maybe some history on the screen. For the record, I do listen to Three Sides occasionally, and I enjoy it. 
I faithfully listen to SIOL, ARC, and Dorm Damage. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you for allowing me to rant AJ White. AJ, no worries, buddy. We love you. Good stuff. Um, Sent from our website, and uh, I should also say that AJ's comment was sent through our website. Shout out loudcast.com. This is from Angel Canino. He's clarifying for me. Last week, I wrote El Pedo Caliente, and I was like, what does that mean? A hot pedophile? <laughs> uh, he says that El Pedo Caliente means hot fart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll take your word for it. Uh, and then we got some other, a couple other great emails from our buddies Craig Moran, our buddy Joey Romanek, America's favorite realtor. Some great stuff from everybody. Tons of feedback. But we're going to finish up here with one from Rick Hickey who sent it via our website, which we love people doing. Longtime listener, big fan of the show. This is the first time I have felt inspired to drop you a line. Much like your annual Festivus, you guys should team up with three sides for an episode once a year because that shit was great. I loved hearing all you guys talking about Kiss together. So much insight and expertise on the band, their history, and their caca loco fans like me. The story about the death stench elevator had me laughing my ass off so hard while I was raking leaves that I'm sure the neighbors now think I'm a fucking maniac. <laughs> Keep up the great work, Rick Hickey. P.S. I'd love to hear you guys do a deep dive on a coin Bogart and Delaney sometime. Uh, well, we did do an episode about Sean Delaney, but we are going to eventually get into Bill Coin and Neil Bogart. We're going to do that for sure. But Rick Hickey, thank you. Great email. We love hearing from people when they reach out to us for the first time uh, and giving you some laughs. So thank you, Rick. And for that, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm gonna be watching you. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking sweet way to end all that feedback, brother. That's right. Yep. So, Tom, what we do next is we go over and give a shout out to our Patreon family once again. New member. Yes. This amazing. time, Brian Gray joins the family love it yep brian thank you for jumping on board as a cat man member um perhaps the next person that jumps in will be on the vinnie vincent tier where you give us shit and then we give you nothing back <laughs> guys patreon we talk about it every week we thank the patreon family for all their help and contribution we have four different tiers you join each one of those tiers has a different perk that we give back. The tiers are broken up from demon, star, child, spaceman to catman. And uh, with each tier comes, as we say, different stuff. Um, take a look at it. Go to the website, our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. Patreon is right there. Click on that. And then see what each section gives you. Find something that you want. Find something that you think is uh, the the tier that you like. And uh, come join the fun. Our Patreon family is now in the process of helping us with the March Madness Tournament, which will be coming soon to you, the listeners. And uh, they help us with the album review crew picks. They help us with all sorts of stuff throughout the year. And we have different things and tiers and merch and stuff. We give them. But Patreon has been a huge part of the success of the show, which continues to grow. And it's no coincidence that our Patreon family continues to grow. I 
think if anybody's out there that's interested, take a look. And if you are uh, interested in helping us out, join our Patreon family. It's a big help to the show, and it's and it's a great value in our opinion. We put in, I don't know, Tom, how many hours a week do we put in? <laughs> I work I work harder at this show than I do at my full time job. Yeah, we're putting out at least two episodes, all basically a week. Yep. On top and, of everything else. Yep. And then it becomes the research. It becomes the actual uh, recording. It becomes the editing. The editing. Then it becomes the, posting, the, social, the, the yep. social media, the polls, all that stuff, the feedback, the responding. It's it's become like my other full-time job along with Tom. Yep. And your Patreon helps us. Yep. So take a look. Patreon.com, Patreon the app. But the best place is go to our website right on the landing page. Click Patreon and come and support and help the show out. Yeah, you guys are the best. We can't thank you enough. It means so much, so, so much for what you guys do for the show. And a special shout-out to Brian Gray. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the Catman family. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. And again, you guys are the best. Please, if anybody's interested or curious about what the Patreon is all about, visit our website, click on the Patreon link, or go directly to patreon.com or download the app and search for us. Uh, but you guys are the best, and we can't thank you enough. Every week we say this, and we mean it. So thank you. So, Tom, let's do what we normally do. Let's skip on over to this world, find out what's going on there. All right. Well, besides the obvious, which we already talked about, the, you know, the end of the road tour, the announcement, the tickets going on sale, and that whole debacle, um, our buddy Ace <laughs> is, uh, is is trying something new here. Apparently, the cassette box set from last year didn't work. So now he's trying the Ace Freely 21st Century Singles Collection, and it is seven seven inch 45 RPM singles in a cool little flip top storage box. Are the songs different? Uh, yeah, no, they are not. It, this is actually a really terrible, terrible set because it's all the shit from his cover albums. Is Bronx Boy one of the singles? Yep. Bronx Boys with the B-side of rocking with the boys. The reason I put this out is because I know that a lot of the kids have really gotten back into using the hi-fi stereo systems, you know, with the record players. So I figured it might be a little bit of nostalgia. The cassettes didn't work. Next year, we're maybe looking at putting like an eight-track box set together for them, too. So the kids like it. Oh, can I go off on a little tangent here with him? Oh, now you're asking permission if you can go off on a tangent? Okay. <laughs> I've never done that with permission granted. Okay. A buddy of ours started going, oh, you know why Ace isn't coming on the kiss man. By the way, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me catch up. Let's preface the fact by saying we love this person. We're not going to name him by names. So if he hears this episode, we love you, but we have to get into this story. Yes. Questionable. Okay, don't Jesus. <laughs> Are you trying to get us fucking fired? Right, fine, I'll cut that <laughs> can't out. Say that. Anyway, um regardless, hey uh, do you know why Ace isn't gonna come on the reunion show? Cause he sucks, because he wants too much money, because his girlfriends are paying the ass because uh he owes uh, a lot of taxes and uh he needs to get paid in cash, otherwise he, uh, I'm like Okay, first of all, we've heard that story since fucking Creature says. We get it. Yep. Ace owes a lot of back taxes, okay? And so what Ace probably does, and which got him burnt the last time, is put shit in his girlfriend's name. And he's yep. probably doing it with her right now. 
And he's going to get fucking burnt with that shit at some point. Yep. And, you know, everybody has runs into the tax problems here and there. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Some people do. It's and, it's and if you do, and, and if you do, call our buddy Tony at ABCPA Inc. Hey, <laughs> hey, Tom and Seuss, what's your buddy's name again? I need to get some tax consultation going. Something about sole proprietorships. <laughs> Hook me up. How can I help? I need him to help me with that. I've made less money in 2019 due to COVID restrictions. <laughs> Plus, my performances are brutal these days. But thank God for my band. Anyway, so he like he's going on and on about it. Like, dude, no shit. You think Kiss is like, hey, uh, Ace, why don't you come back? We got a million dollars if you come play. Oh, you gotta pay me in cash. I ain't taking the gig. I only take Benjamins. (laughs) Kiss would say to him, "That's your fucking problem, not ours. We're not paying you under the." fucking table like you're at jimmy's bar and grill playing a performance buddy okay you're fucking getting paid with a check and how you fucking pay back uncle sam that's your problem and at some point he's gonna have to show some income you think he's fucking getting paid this whole year in cash if you guys gonna if you guys buy this colored vinyl box set if you could mail a cash in an envelope I'm only selling these at the gigs that I perform in. I'll be in the back with the cardboard box and I'll hand them to you if you give me 20 bucks in cash. going to be selling them out of the back of my Toyota Corolla, if you don't mind. How the trunk will be open. Make, make that PayPal to my girlfriend. Send it to her directly. I'm sure she'll keep the money and give it to me when it's time. Oh, I'm sure she will. So so let's get back to the actual product here real quick. So this is Oh, we have to? Well, no, because this is terrible, okay? Genghis Khan on a blue vinyl. (laughs) Genghis Khan on swirled vinyl. So so the first single is Canary Yellow. Side one is Outer Space and Fox on the Run. Just terrible, okay? The second one, Tangerine Vinyl. Gimme a feeling. On the A side and the B side is Reckless Remix. I don't even know what the fuck that is. The sec, the third one is Baby Blue Vinyl with White Room and Fire and Water. Oh, the that next song one is, is terrible. Paul sings on that one. They yeah, Fire and Water. Yeah, that's just and, a fucking terrible song. Then the next one is Blue Jay Vinyl with Parasite and Cold Gin. Then the okay. next one is Gray Vinyl with Bronx Boy and Rockin' with the Boys. <laughs> Orchid Vinyl with I Want to Go Back and Mission from Mars. And then ultra clear vinyl with space trucking and I'm down. Dude, what? This is terrible. Terrible. Oh, the Ace Cult's going to buy that up. Oh, I guarantee you this is going to be sold out in no time. Yeah, yeah, right next right next to them buying his fucking plaque socks fucking thing. Oh, where you he... saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> Just come on. It is and what it is. Yeah. That that's other than that, there's really nothing. I mean, obviously everybody's fired up for the tour. The band's getting ready and uh, they were on Howard Stern. And we're gonna we're gonna break that down because last week we recorded on the day of their appearance on Howard Stern and we didn't have time to kind of dissect it and watch it and analyze it. So we figured it was a big enough deal that it warranted a little bit of discussion. So we'll get in and get into that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the big real news is and we vented about it already. Is the tickets going on sale in December 1st and 2nd or the last tour dates? Right. Um, for End of the Road, there's some more tour dates that got added. There's also something that I, I want to bring up. Zeus and I talked about this like a couple of days ago. We saw this on Facebook. 
And I'm bringing it up only because it, it did seem like it held a little water from the person who was posting these comments. We haven't seen anything official. But the comment, the conversation started getting involved with the fact that Okis will be performing on the cruise and the cruise is going to be in January. And somebody jumped in who appears to be in the know with sixth man and saying that the cruise is not happening in January because this person is somehow connected to sixth man and said that their entire first quarter of 2024 is already booked out. Now, I don't know any truth is, but this person was adamant. They weren't, they weren't insulting or, or you, they, they were just kind of stating facts. And they said, pretty much trust me. The first quarter of 2024 has been booked out straight for sixth man events. And the kiss cruise is not part of it. Now, I don't know if that nobody knows if that's true. All I'm saying is that it's interesting that it's March 8th right now when we're recording and there's been no word. There hasn't even been a teaser or anything about it. So I thought I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they didn't even set up like I thought they did that on the last kiss cruise, like the next cruise tickets were available to to already put a down payment and stuff. You could put a down payment on the following cruise while you were on the cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Now we don't even have anything yet. Nope. Nope. So I thought those comments were interesting. So I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Tom, before we get into the episode, give me a second. I'm going to try to see if I can book Ace Fraley for the Kiss Cruise. And uh, I want to do an acoustic set where I sing the American songbooks and just give it the Ace Fraley vocal treatment. All right, we're back. Ace looks like he might be serious because I just heard him. He was checking out the Rod Stewart Great American Songbook CD, trying to see, you know, if he could really master some of those classics and hopefully maybe put them on a cassette box set for next year. I don't know. We'll see. Could you imagine him coming out and go, I'm going to sing America the Beautiful. It's another classic from uh, Old Blue Eyes. It's called Come Fly With Me. (laughs) Come Fly With Me. Come fly and fly away. Well, one time I was visiting Alaska, so this song reminds me of it. This one's called I Left My Heart in San Francisco. I also left my wallet there. That's why I can only pay in cash. I don't have any of my credit cards. That's why I have tax problems. I left my accountant in San Francisco. I left my bank account number <laughs> on the street in San Francisco. I don't have any money left. Anybody got any traveler's checks? Uh, Ace, they don't use those anymore. <laughs> I guess I'll go on you. I'll go on the trip with you to Europe. I'll bring in some traveler's checks. Next on, next on Uncle Ace. <laughs> God almighty. All right. By the way, I'm two beers deep, which is rare. I usually don't drink during these recordings, so I, I was kind of feeling good. it tonight. So it's all good. It's all yeah. there's a lot of venting and yelling and <laughs> yeah, complaining and I, I, I agree and fucking whatever. Whatever. But it's all good. Tom, we watched the Howard Stern video. You know, yeah, we got a little bit of both. We got people. Oh, it was really awesome. And they got all the people heard it, heard it. Yeah, you are right. You are the big. You're the Stern guy of us. Yep. I don't want to give every, I don't want to give like initial thoughts. Let's just get into it. Okay. Um, the actual C- on Sirius XM, they actually, what's pretty cool is they break down the interview in sections. 
It's perfect. Yeah. Once after the live event has happened, if you're not a serious XM subscriber, after these live interviews, they, they posted on their website and they're like Zeus said, they're broken down almost like when you see like a podcast sometimes, not ours. We ain't doing that. How they kind of timestamp little things. And they did that with this. This, this, this interview was over two hours long. Uh, yeah. We'll get into whether or not that was necessary or not. But like Zeus said, it is kind of timestamped, which is cool. Yeah. So uh, the beginning, obviously, it said Howard welcomes Kiss. Yeah. And within like the first few minutes, Paul like just says, yeah, what's well, we're here, you know, final shows, Madison Square Garden, December 1st and 2nd. And I'm like, wait, what? And then no, the no comment, no follow up, no nothing. Howard just goes into his interview. I'm like, you just kind of spill the beans like right away. I mentioned this last week, but hearing it again, I was like, that's really weird how we just kind of led with that, like a no, no, no follow up. So it's interesting because Howard. When he has a band on, you see the interviews that he knows them inside out. He knows a little bit about Kiss. He doesn't know that much, which he makes it know. a little bit more interesting that he asks certain questions. Um, but obviously, you know, he knows Gene. Yeah. I'm not sure how close he really knows Paul. The other guys, I mean, even if they said a word, I don't think he knows them. Yeah. The two, then, poor Eric and Tommy, they, for the most part, they just sat there like potted plants the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So the next section goes into, it says final show and lifelong bond. Yeah. And this is, this is the problem I had. Um, it's kind of like when you're watching a movie and somebody's like, yeah, the movie, it's slow at the beginning. And then it gets like the first 35, 40 minutes. It was all about therapy and personal introspection and Paul's growing up and his ear and, and, and Gene getting, emotional about his mom and the Holocaust and all that. I'm not saying that that's not good stuff and that it's interesting, but for me, I, it caught me by surprise. Cause I'm like, I thought this was like a little bit of a promo for the end of the road tour, the final shows and then a, a, a live performance. I'm like, what are we doing here? And it just kept going and going I'm like, we are 40 minutes into this and you're and, talking like it. Yeah, it got, and, it got real. And, and we're diehard Kiss fans. So I would love to know the reaction to people that are just Howard Stern fans and not even Kiss fans. What I think was, it was is that Howard latched on to their story because he's at the same. He's 69 years old. I agree. No, it's a and, great. Yeah, and, I agree. And he ended up having a conversation about them. Like you are where you are. You built this legacy. Yep. When do you walk away? How do you look back? Yep. Did you enjoy your childhood? Yep. They talk about all of it. Their childhood. I mean, he was like, Gene, you had a horrible life growing up. And yeah. Gene gave him a fucking death stare. Like, yeah, here you say that about me and my mother. And yeah, like Gene was not happy about him. Gave him a bad look. Yeah. And, and look, I, I, a horrible, horrible childhood. Yeah. I mean, and I, look, I've said it, we, we've made jokes here before. I mean, I have a background in psychology. I celebrate therapy. I, I think it's amazing. I think everybody should do it. I think it's just as important as going to your primary care physician. So it's not like I'm poo-pooing or minimizing the idea of that. I just was really taken aback at how much time they spent on it. But Zeus, you bring up a good point. Howard Stern is very open about his positive experiences in therapy. He had kind of a crazy childhood and a crazy upbringing. So I think there, I think there was some kindred spirits going on there. You're right. Yeah, he had Paul, who was yep. right there with him about therapy. I mean, yep. Howard just was so amazed. And of course, Paul was going to let him continue. Oh. Praising Paul. You went in and got therapy on your own as a child. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, blah, 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 blah. Well, pa- Paul was like a shark with blood in the water. He's like, oh, wait, somebody's stroking me and praising exactly. me. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep and then, going. In the meantime, it's good because now you have the opposite approach. Gina's like, you know what? I'm fine. I don't need it. I'm not saying Gina's right or Paul is wrong. I'm just saying two different ideas. And I think Howard wanted to explore that more, you know, and then they, what else do you do? Of course. Oh, God, go ahead. Uninvited. Paul throws out these terms he throws out the qtr term yep quality time remaining he throws out, i paint i have 24 million dollars in sales paul i was like i didn't know that yeah you know he throws out i went and i saw Jimi hendrix i saw the you saw Jimi hendrix wow yeah like oh he has yeah. to throw out the same things that we all know about yep you know i'm an enlightened human being yeah um but the thing is that i found interesting is the conversation flowed. It was not uncomfortable. It was very, I agree. agree. Howard, I say this all the time, love him or hate him. Howard Stern, when he interviews people, he makes them feel so comfortable. He makes it feel like it's two people sitting at a bar having a conversation. And yeah, so part three, part three is called childhood trauma and therapy and family. That's the part we're talking about now. What was interesting and I found funny at one point, Howard says, Gene, Imagine the songs you would write if you harnessed that those feelings and emotions. I'm like, dude, have you ever heard any kids' songs? Oh, that, Dean has a songwriter. That's what I was gonna say. And and I and again, I love Howard, but I was like, there were times during this interview where Howard was exposing himself as not knowing a lot about the band. Gene, Gene, you know. Uh, he's gonna say, Yes, I wrote not for the innocent. Those lyrics remind me of my father. Yes, I wrote Burn, Bitch, Burn. Yes, I wrote A World Without Heroes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get we'll get into that about writing yeah, and songs. I just, my, my impression, Tom, is the same thing as you. Paul loving Howard praising him about therapy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. You know? But the good part about it is, and what I enjoyed is when they started talking about it, and Howard made it a big deal to talk about their own relationship. Yes. And he's your brother. And like Howard must have really done this therapy because he's like, it's okay. Say to your friend, a, a man, I love you. I mean, yep. Do you love Paul? Like, yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, he's like, yeah, when I had Paul McCartney on, he was saying how he was in love with John Lennon and how that term makes people feel uncomfortable. But it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It was it was a it was a very big emotional love fest right there between yeah. the three of them. We always love that. We love yeah. when yes. the when the guys in the band show affection for one another yep. and praise each other. And then Paul brings up when I had my you know hospital stuff, Gene flu, even though he hated to fly. Who's the first person I called after the earthquake? And yep. then it's like, yeah, fuck you. And hangs up. Yeah, exactly. Right. But right. I, I find that shit endearing. Yeah. And then and then the next section, Tom, they get into is called the Rock and Roll Hall Induction Influences and Success. And that kind of has a little bit to do with Paul mentioning those acts. And then the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, the same old shit. They talk about how Rolling Stone and those people and how bad they were treated and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So there was a comment that like that Paul was was referring to. Um, it, it, it's it's nothing. It's nothing that we've never heard before, but he talks about like democracy kind of being like overrated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and how he's in rock and roll heaven with Tommy and Eric. And I'm like, OK, democracy is overrated in your eyes when you get overruled. You're yeah. in rock and roll heaven now because you got two guys 
who probably aren't even allowed to say a word right now, which is why they're standing yeah. next to you. I, I, it's just, again, we immerse ourselves into this stuff constantly with Paul and Gene and the band. So hearing Paul verbalize things to like a quote unquote general audience and not like a kiss audience, we listen to it all through the kiss filter. And I just think it's just very interesting to do that sometimes. Yeah. And then Stern was talking about like, it's amazing how, how well they've done and how many people strike out to become musicians. Yeah. Get to that level. And then he threw out, it's just so interesting. He did it again. Paul did it again. He threw out Harrismith. And they're like, Harrismith, Joe and Dane goes, yeah, we love Joe. We love Joe. It's the fact that he goes, Steven and Joe. And then Paul twice goes, yeah, we love Joe. We love Joe. Oh, yes, yes. They just gloss over Steve. Well, Joe was on my uh, 78 album record, Gene said. Uh, Oh, yeah, Joe Joe played Strutter on with us. Yep. Like He said Joe and Steven. And no (laughs) comment on Steven. Yeah, and he's like, well, I still think they're fantastic. Aren't they a great band? Oh, Gene's doing the the cordial thing. And he was asking him, was there a rivalry there? Like, well, no, we were on the same bill growing up. Paul was just like, yep. You caught me. Yeah. And then the next category says band name, songwriting, strutter, and argent. Okay. First of all, the one of the parts that stuck out here for me, first of all, the band name thing was stupid. Fucking mm. dumb. I said kiss. Like kiss, kiss of, of death. Kiss of death. Kiss passion. My my one of my probably my favorite thing in this entire interview was the gene I was made for loving you story. <laughs> <laughs> when he's right. like he says that i've heard that story oh before. but i love i love it though he's like he's like oh great you got a song tonight i want to okay all right yeah i like it okay and what's my part <laughs> do, 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 do. i just think that's such a great story because the re- it just makes me like gene even it's just so endearing because there's humor to it it's not it's not cutting it's not biting he's he's having a laugh with it you know what i mean i'm talking about difference in songwriting and then my favorite part of this whole thing and it started right then. It's like, well, you know, I wrote Strutter. That was amazing. Like, you did? They bickered about that the whole interview. Oh, dude, the whole interview, all the way down until the live performances. <laughs> yeah. They'd be Just like, like you wrote Strutter. Just yeah. Like, G- G- and Howard's like, yeah. Howard's like, oh, you know, great thing. She's like, yeah, and I wrote Strutter. Like, yeah. just like, like, like <laughs> he, never, he never gave it up. It's like that family guy thing where Cleveland and fucking what's his name? We're going back and forth trying to get the last word in. That's, oh. I'm, I thought that was hilarious. First of all, this interview, we'll we'll get into it like as we kind of continue. Sh- highlight how fucking old these guys are. Mm-hmm. How many times did they fuck up or forget or mess up or whatever? Like throw the entire thing they did. Yeah, and we that's right there at 29th Street. It goes better known as 23rd Street. <laughs> exactly. I, I thought that was a good line. That was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and then when, and then when, Paul, when Paul's telling the story about how he wrote "Shout It Out Loud," he's like, "Wait, wait, that's rock and roll all night." <laughs> yeah. And, then, and, and Tommy Thayer was like chiming in, being like, "Yeah, this is why we're done with touring right now." Like, <laughs> it was good. It was good. And and after uh, I'm going to jump ahead real quick. Yeah, but I'll no, come back ahead. to it. But yeah, he goes after they performed. Goes and this may be their last performance <laughs> yeah, ever after I they're that, fight, done fighting. I thought it was yeah. Some of the stuff was like you said, very endearing. It was kind of like a fun a fun side to them. But the continuing argument about Strutter was awesome. During, yeah, and then they talked about like bands that a whole and Howard's always the fucking instigator. Which band gave you a hard time? Which oh, band? Yeah. Which yeah. band? He's like, ah, I'm not going to get into that. Gene um, did. Yeah, and he mentioned Argent. 
Gene had a great line. Oh, well, not it was actually wasn't a great line. It was an interesting line when they talked about all the all the he was bragging rightfully so about all the amazing bands that opened for Kiss over the years and the and painter. It, yeah, well, he then because Gene had a quote that stuck out to me because I'm thinking, you know, back in the 70s, I'm thinking now he's like, when you come to the Kiss show, you're seeing the whole show. It's our responsibility to make sure that you're enjoying, you know, Bob Seger and these bands. And I'm like, okay, so where does your responsibility lie when you put a painter on stage for the end of the road tour? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which by the way, side note, uh, the show in Amsterdam on the end of the road tour, they just announced that the new version of Skid Row is opening for kiss nice. over in, over in Amsterdam. Uh, but I thought that was strange. like, yeah, we take full responsibility. I'm like, okay, so you acknowledge the, so you own the fact that you have a fucking painter opening up for you. Which, by the way, no opening act has been announced for the U.S. shows yet. So Yeah, yeah. And um, which goes into the next section, Eddie Van Halen, opening acts and finding focus. Yep. Um, they talked about the Gene story of discovering Eddie. And more or less, they go right into Eddie Van Halen was going to try out for the band. And then Paul's like, well, I don't know. I wasn't there. He was at the studio, but I didn't hear that conversation. Like he's yep. And it almost seems like he's throwing Gene on the bus being like, don't believe it. I, I I interpreted that the because we all know how passive aggressive and kind of cutting Paul is. He's like, yeah, if that happened, I don't know anything about it. In, mm-hmm. Instead of being like, oh, that was Gene was involved with that, not me. Ask Gene. You know, it was almost like, yeah, if that happened, you talk to this guy. Yeah, yeah. I found all that stuff to be interesting when they talk like that and they bicker amongst each other like two old ladies. Oh, totally, like, right? totally. Then he started uh, talking about. um Later on, other guys kind of auditioning and all that stuff and talking about like Slash and Richie Sambora and all that stuff. And yep. I, didn't, I I totally forgot how I mean, obviously, listening to them, like how much obviously Slash is that much younger. So he couldn't have auditioned for them. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then they get into the final show, Eric's death and then Ace's departure. Yeah, just back up a little bit here. There was something that was really interesting and I was. Anytime I hear these pieces of interviews, I'm always like, what, what's their real reaction now? And are they going to talk about this after? Paul saying right in front of Gene, yeah, Gene's weakness is attention. He, <laughs> needs, to get a, he needs to get attention. He says, yeah, he was, pr- he was presenting me with substandard songs. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. He's sitting right next to you. Now, granted, they've been, they, they, this is, this happened 40 years ago. So it's not new news, but I was like, and, and when, when Paul said, yeah, Gene's weakness is of attention. All of a sudden you hear Gene go power. Yeah. Like, like Gene's like, fuck. Yeah. I know it. Uh, that's right. It is. And then the other part to that was that, yeah. And you know, Paul would come in with like six or seven songs that were completed. They'd all make the record. Yeah. And I would have like 20 or 30. Yep. <laughs> Yep, it was great. And then Paul had a little thing. I thought, and I, when I was taking my notes, I wrote, I used the word lecturing. Yeah, Paul, Paul lecturing on approval, being approved by people. And I'm like, dude, do people follow you on Twitter? <laughs> You're obsessed with approval. You know what yeah. I mean? Validation and, is his validation. Oh yeah, weakness. yeah. That's yeah. his weakness. But but jumping ahead, like you said, yeah, they talk about the biggest mistake, and they did get into that Eric Carr story that we did talk about in detail last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, it, it I find Paul to be sincere. Me too. I think he reflected on that. Yep. And he took it to heart. Now, yep. should he have been beaten up about the way they treated Eric before? Yeah. 
but he acknowledged it. He moved I, on and he's regretting it. That's that was his bandmate. Who the fuck am I to come back in and go like, hey, that's not good enough. That's like right. those fucking people that like want their pound of flesh on the internet. That's not a good enough apology. I want you. It's a cancel culture kind of shit where yeah, I, that, yeah. I want that person to feel like shit. Like, yep. fuck off. Fuck off. Yep. They made a mistake and it wasn't out of malice. It was maybe a little selfish, but it wasn't like this is kiss now. No. Rolling in the millions. They were trying to survive as an entity. Right. And right. they had to get a record out. And they just said, you're not out of the band. You're, you know, just we're going to continue without you for now. Right. In hindsight, he's like, yeah, we should have realized he wasn't going to make it. And we need to make things better for him. Yeah. And uh, I found that to be sincere. I have no reason to continue to beat him up about no, that. And I think no, it's I, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I agree. Tommy, Tommy then talked a little bit about replacing Ace and how it was like, uh, you know. Oh cha- yeah, I liked it. Challenging and intimidating, and then and then certain things that Paul does. It's no secret. Just fucking piss me off. Paul just starts in in I, I in my viewpoint. Paul just starts patronizing Tommy. Yeah. Oh, Tommy, Tommy's a great player, better than I ever thought he was. I knew he was good, but I didn't know how good he was. I'm like, Tommy's probably like, the fuck would what, you think I was? <laughs> but then Gene jumps in, does the same for Eric, and starts blowing him. Right, and and I will I will give oh, credit to Eric. Machine. I, yeah, he's the heartbeat of the band. I'm like, dude, you have to check Eric's pulse. I don't even know if he has a heartbeat <laughs> when he's playing. <laughs> but I do, I will give Eric credit. I lo- I did this. They. Had, Howard asked him who's the best rock drummer. And Eric goes, Well, it's Buddy Rich, but if we're talking about hard rock, it's John Bonham. Like, yeah, yeah. Buddy, Buddy Rich shout out. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. But you're right. It's like, it's like, it's like Gene and Paul are the parents and they and they've given a little attaboys to their little kids, you know, like, oh, Tommy and Eric, they're they're great. They're wonderful. Yeah. I if you notice, Tommy's gotten to the point where he's not outright saying fuck A's, but he's not anymore like overpraising him. He's basically saying, talking about his musicianship and legend and yeah. contributions to Kiss. Yep. But he's a fucking dick. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he yep. used to always, oh, Ace is just, I love Ace. I grew up working. That's Ace. gone. That, yeah, that's, that's gone. That... Because I think he's like, dude, the guy's a fucking complete dick to me personally. And fuck him. I agree. Yeah. I, I think his comments were like, yeah, Ace, what he did, you know, he's a great guitar player. And, I liked. Uh, look, I, I've I've always been a fan of Tommy. I don't know if I, I you know, I'm not going to start relitigating the whole thing about the makeup and stuff. But I think Tommy is. I think he's a great guitar player. I think he's a good guy. I like listening to him talk. Sometimes I wish to give him a little bit more. You know, what to Tommy talk. reminds me of poor Cukes. Cukes? No. Hear me out. Oh. Cukes could have a good day. Could have a good month. Fake ace. <laughs> Is that what you you. mean? (laughs) And then just one day, he's like talking to a girl, trying to impress her. And one of us idiots who would go by, like, cute. (laughs) Just ruin his day. It's true. Tommy could have a great day. He's at the beach. He's hanging out with people, other musicians. Like, oh, one kiss star goes by, fake ace. And he's like, motherfucker. Like, you can't fucking get get it out. At some point, he's going to explode on somebody. Listen, oh, yeah. you little fuck. <laughs> he's going to pull the Kareem in airplane move. <laughs> it's like, you tried dragging his ass up and on the court all night. <laughs> he grabs my mother. Listen, you little motherfucker. But I feel bad for Tommy. 
like, what is he going to say? There are things that sometimes annoy me with him because he could make it easier on himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to do the fucking, I don't think he does it as much anymore. The fucking pigeon tone walk shit that he I know he do. he does he does he does try to do that every once in a while a little yeah and just yeah. like the fucking the solo needs to change you mean to tell me kiss in this day and age his solo needs to be the fucking ace solo I agree I mean like why doesn't he have his own solo no one's gonna be like well that's not the same kiss show that's not the guitar solo I saw in 1977 like come on let him do his own thing and that no one's gonna fucking Give him a hard time. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're telling me that if they do whatever, you know, 100,000 years or fucking deuce, if if he does a different solo, the fucking Kiss Tards will lose their mind. His guitar solo? Yes. Not for a specific song. If he has the section in the part where, okay, Tommy guitar you're talking solo. About, oh, you're talking about like the Shock Me Alive 2 solo, like the long. Yeah, like. Like nobody needs to have your okay, own solo. Okay, Do a okay. solo for something else. Okay, Nobody's I misunderstood gonna you. I hold them to that. I got, I got now you. I, I, got I understand you. if Eric Singer in the middle of the one hundred thousand years solo said, "I'm going to do the drum solo in this," and I'm but I'm going to do it differently. Then people would be like, "What the fuck?" Okay, you I got just you. do your own drum solo off of something else. Nobody's going to go to that Kiss concert and be like, "Well, they didn't do it during this, and therefore this show sucks." Well, the flip side of that is those guys can't please anybody, so they might as well just do the fucking easy thing. <laughs> do it, piss- or do the thing on your own. I think you just well, that too. Yeah, that too. That too. All right. So the next thing they do is they get into and they play Detroit Rock City Live, which sounded good. Paul was not lip syncing. Yeah, no, I thought I actually thought they sounded really good. And it's it's funny. We say we say this all the time on the Kiss Cruise when they do those indoor shows, the very tight, small venue. OK, and obviously this is a obviously much tighter. So it's a recording studio for a talk show. But Paul, he smiles so much on these small. I, I feel like I don't know when we have second row on December 2nd, we'll see. But I feel like Paul doesn't smile when he's at the big venues. Because he's so nervous. How does it look? I've got to make sure I don't fuck this up. Listen. (laughs) We're not putting him in. (laughs) I know. We're not putting him in. I know. know. So anyway, so like, I just feel like he's so preoccupied with looking like that. You might be right. He's not fucking up that he can't enjoy himself. He's not comfortable. He's not at ease. And, but he also does this, the fucking, Hey, they think we're stupid. So when they do sing live, they're like, Oh, see, this is live. Yeah, you don't do that at every concert, motherfucker. Don't yeah. act like we're crazy because you do it on the fucking uh, the sail away show and you do it on Howard Stern. Yeah. Come well, on, then, man. well, that that brings us up to the next thing they do. Shout it out loud. Paul messes up the story about shout it out loud. <laughs> but then, but then Howard starts asking about his voice, and Paul starts getting into oh, oh the technology is so great. The lights are synchronized. Yeah, they were very dismissive. It, oh, he so it, it was almost it was almost Paul and Gene Paul talked about like i don't like isn't it all about fan enjoyment which i've said that before i don't give a shit what's going on i'm at i'm seeing kiss with my friends i'm having the time of my life i don't give a fuck now if that makes me a bad person if we're we've become friends with eddie trunk if eddie trunk looks down on me differently that's his prerogative i don't care i'm at a kiss show with my best friends with twenty thousand people having the time of life I don't give a fuck if he's so got tracks in a, in a in a championship wrestling match where your heart is going up and down. He's gonna pin him. He's gonna pin him. He's pin him. Well, wait a minute. 
He didn't really break his leg in that figure four. This is bullshit. I'm yes. like, I mean, it, that's what you're talking about. But are you excited to watch it? You know, he's not breaking his leg. Yes. And if anybody, and, yeah, yes. And you're right. I will liken wrestling to a kiss show. Absolutely. Same thing. Still enjoyment. It's entertainment. That's right. That's yeah. right. So and they were talking and then they talk a little bit about writing anthems, Neil Bogart, writing yep. rock and roll all night and writing. Yep. And he's like, well, I'll come in with the song. And again, they bring up the strutter, like I wrote strutter. <laughs> I love and, that. and then he's like, and then Paul gives that shot. Yeah, I was devastated. It was like that Pac-Man thing. Boo, 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 boo. When, those when, those Nick, well, yeah, when Bob Ezrin took God of Thunder away. But you know, his signature song was written by me. We've heard of Paul course, say that. Of course he had, and he loves that. And then Gene says, and I wrote strutter. Yeah, I, I know. I so good. So it. good. Yeah, that, that was, good. was great. And then they do shout it out loud, which sounded good. Yeah, I thought it sounded good. Yeah, it was fine. One one thing interesting about this is at one point they asked him about, you know, the songwriting we were talking about. It's kind of mixed in there. I'm not sure which part it was, but then they say like, what? and and this is something I never thought about. He basically asked them. So who decided who's going to sing? Since you both wrote Rock and Roll Night, how did Gene get to sing it? Yeah. No one's, I've never heard that asked. I agree. I said this. I'm like, holy shit. What's the answer yeah. to this question? Because I've never heard it asked. Because they both came in with different parts of the song. Yep. And yep. I was, and I found that interesting. They're like, well, you know, they're yeah. being diplomatic about it. But that is true. Yep. Um, you know, uh, it's pretty simple. If I wrote the song, generally, I'm going to sing the song. If Gene, that's a Gene written track, he's going to sing it. Right. But the beginning when they were switching. Yeah. Rock and Roll Night sung by Paul. Oh, oh God. Anyway, uh, next section after shout out loud. Oh, then he made him see. Uh, he made Tommy do the solo again. And then Tommy started doing it. And then Paul jumps in and starts doing something which was not the solo. And then Tommy's like, no, he wants me to do the solo. And I love that. that. Tommy, Tommy's like, no, no, no. He wants to hear the solo, you fuck up. Stop. This <laughs> is about you. He doesn't want to hear the G chord. Fuck him yeah. back up. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And then they talked about the anthems, the crowd response to well, the crowd. We don't care about the critics. The biggest critics is the people coming to the stadium. All right, dude. Relax. So Gene tries to tell a story that rock and roll night is very simple but musicians realize that it's hard because of the beat this he couldn't explain music this story was fucking (laughs) hilarious and you you have to watch it because eric clearly eric is the musician out of the and clearly eric is watching gene try to tell the story and he's just like rolling his eye like a parrot and then fucking he's like uh so eric how does this how what does it mean no, it means this, this, and this. That was so great. Poor Gene probably started off by being like, "I'm going to show the big boys how they do it." And he's that it's it's you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like like when a little kid has to like correct the, his grandfather. He's like, "No, <laughs> Grampy, it didn't go. No, 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 it didn't go that way. It went like this." Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they and he's like, "You're gonna you're gonna make us screw it up because they kept talking about it." They do it. They screwed it up. And Gene fucked up coming in out of the chorus, starting the song on the wrong in the middle of the song again. Come on, coming out of in the solo, he fucks up Tommy's solo. And then Gene Paul realizes he's like, We're gonna do it one more time. We want to get it right for you. He's like, and I think Howard's like, okay, who fucked up? 
well, we're not going to point fingers. We're going to move on. In other words, it's this fucking asshole. Okay, so here's the thing. I want to ask you this question here. What's your take on that little snippet there? Do you think that it looks worse for Paul saying, hey, we're doing this again? Or do you think they could have been, or, or do you think, because I thought it was interesting how when Gene fucked up, Eric didn't know if he should continue playing. Tommy didn't know if it like they, and then they, they picked it back up yeah. and they finished the song. I thought that was, I was shocked when Paul's like, we're doing that again. And how was like, why? That was great. What, what's the problem? What happened? Yeah. I think and, that speaks volumes about you Paul. Know what Paul was thinking about Th- this show comes out on clips. I don't want that clip. They'll forget that this is the second take. They'll put this clip in when they yeah, preview but, the show. But we spoke. You might yeah. be right. You know, there's always I- snippets. And he might say to Howard, when you put snippets of the show out on YouTube and stuff, put the second song out. Don't put the first. Right. Yeah. I just, I thought. Right. That was so that's how I think he, that's why I think he said it. And then it's funny. As soon as they finish the second goes, why don't you guys do it again? Oh, I, I love that. It was great. That was great. And then they, st- and then they got into like the, we, you know, we talked about the God of Thunder stuff and, and all that stuff. I, I, I just, it, to me, it stuck out. Like, I think it really, when you make a mistake like that, I think what Paul did almost made it worse, in my opinion. Yeah. But, like, you know, sometimes you get a little bit of, um, I don't know. Oh, he's so admirable to, to say, yeah, we made a mistake. We make mistakes. Oh. Yeah, what a what a strong personality! But I, I but I, lo- I I love how it's like. Where was the mistake? And, <laughs> yeah. Paul, and Paul's like, yeah, we're not gonna. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna. We're, gonna, we're, we're not gonna, gonna point toss, Yeah, we're not gonna toss accusation or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, they're like, oh, you know, this and that. Thank you. Then and Paul goes, you know, you know, Howard, you've really grown. I'm really proud of you. I'm like, dude, Howard Stern does not need your fucking validation. I said that. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm like, what the? I'm so fuck proud is, of you. What, like, is what is Paul? Was he a reformed tell- child abuser? Like, right? right. I'm like, what is what is Paul Stanley say? Like, he he's constantly patronizing people. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm proud of. Oh, Dude, he's okay. fucking Paul, Howard Stern. Paul, Paul Stanley said he's proud of me. Right? Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, what is? What, what, that's weird. As always with all these long-form KISS interviews, biographies, documentaries, and all that other stuff, 90% of it is stuff we've heard. Oh, yeah. It's still always worth it to get that 10%. I agree. This was a straightforward, nice conversation. You could listen to it. Maybe listen to it a second time at most, and then you put it away. Yeah. I got turned off with the really lengthy intro. You know, we talked about with the therapy and the childhood that that really droned me out for a while. I was like, what the fuck? Once they turn the corner, I was like, okay, this is cool. I can get into this a little bit. Yeah, but see, as a Kiss fan, we don't give a shit about that. But if, as a, like a talk radio or morning show, people are fascinated. Oh, of oh, course, oh, a no. good conversation. Absolutely. Right? Oh, no, no, no. As a Kiss fan, we're like, get to why you wrote fucking. I, I agree. Uh, charisma. Yep. Like you know, yep. that's what we want to hear. Yep. So, uh, but overall, Howard is Howard, and th- it worked. I thought it was a fun conversation. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I found myself enjoying, especially going around the second time. I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. No, no, and uh, yeah, glad we got a chance to talk about it and break it down. Absolutely, it's important. So, guys, we're not going to rank this because it's technically not a TV appearance. So, um. Sorry, it doesn't get ranked. 
thrown yeah. in our thing. I mean, there's video, but it's just video that accompanies the Howard Stern show on available on Sirius XM. So, yeah. you know, we like to stick to the rules here. You know us. Yeah. And so what we do next is we go over and get question of the week. Yeah, this is a good one. I like what I like. I said before, I kind of sit on these and hopefully that they'll become relevant. This one is this is from our buddy moving on two six six zero eight fifty off Twitter. Uh, and I've been sitting on this one for a while, so it's a good time to ask it now. If you could see Kiss choose the opening act for the tour, who would it be? He says, who would it be of a current band that is touring? But let's just open up. If you could choose the opening band for when we go see them in New York, who would you want to see? No question about it. I would take Bruce Kulick's band it's the over, a- over Ace Fraley's band. It's the easiest answer on planet Earth is the Bruce Kulick band. Because anything Ace is going to play is going to get played better when Kiss plays. Uh, Bruce Kulick's band's going to play shit Kiss won't play, and they may even play it better. Which is why I don't think it'll ever happen. A, I think the crowd will lose their fucking mind for the Bruce Kulick band, and they'll play stuff that, like, obviously Kiss will never play. Um, Yeah, Bruce Kulick band, easiest. First of all, it checks off all the boxes, okay? It's an opening act. It's Kiss music. It's a former Kiss member. It seems like it's too easy to comprehend that they won't do it. It's also, hey, people will buy those records that it put money in your pockets. Right. Right. Everything they play will be your stuff. They're not playing stuff off BK3 or Toke. They're right. playing shit off of Kiss albums. And that's not, that's not and that's not to say that Toke and BK3 aren't good albums and good stuff. But No, but my point be, is it's right. all Kiss stuff. It's it'll be putting songs of yours that maybe some are not familiar with. I agree. Now, if we're talking other bands, like outside bands, like that aren't like Kiss related or Bruce Kulick, I I have no idea. I, I don't I, I don't know right now off the top of my head. I have one. Having having Skid Row open for them in Amsterdam kind of paves the road for what they're looking at. So I could see it be something like that. But go ahead, you have an idea. Allison Chains, because they opened up for them on the reunion tour. And they didn't. They played like two and fucking John. What's his name? Got all heroined up. See, don't don't tease me by, by having two of my favorite bands perform at the same time on the or, same site. or Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, I, I just think I've said this since day one. They're not going to do anything different. We'll save that because we will have a prediction episode maybe in November. Okay, like we did for the first end of the road. Yeah. But I, yeah, Allison Chains. My mind would. My my mind would would both lose our minds if that was the case, but uh, I think Bruce Kulick is the easy answer, and it should happen. It makes make too it much sense. Yeah, exactly. It makes too much sense. Yep. All right, Tom. Where can people find us? Always start with our website. Shout it out loudcast dot com. Everything is right there, right on the landing page. You got links to our Patreon, links to our Amazon shopping. Links to our merch, all that. And then you can go right there and check out our album review crew episodes. We have one coming up in this month in March. It's my pick. We have our Dome Damage episodes. We have our Zeppelin Chronicle episodes. Everything is there, all of our rankings, everything. And you can comment directly on the website. Okay, so please check out that. And then, of course, you can send us messages on the website or our email. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And, of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, very active. We're on there. Send us messages, tag us, pictures, all that good stuff, please. Uh, and of course, 
our wonderful Patreon family, and a huge shout out to Brian Gray for joining the family. Thank you so much, Brian, and to everybody else out there. You guys rock. You're a huge, huge help to the show, so thank you. And we always like to mention that we're a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Yep, Tom, I always tell people they can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost at 1,000 there. It'd be great if we get there with your help. Go on YouTube and subscribe. Give us one of those five-star child reviews on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, Facebook, wherever you see those uh, five stars, you can give us one. We'd appreciate it. Actually, we got one on Apple Podcasts, Tom. I'd like to read now. It's from Ron Bottoms. You wanted the best. You got the best. Five stars, Apple Podcasts. It says, this is the best kiss podcast by a mile. Tom and Zeus are freaking hilarious. Always bringing the best album reviews in the new Kiss world. Highly recommend this and the Dorm Damage podcast they do as well. Ron Bottoms, thank you very much. Don't know who you are, but feel free to DM us and let us know. And please, these are the kind of things that really help the show. We talk about it all the time. How can you help us? You want to see the show grow and find more success? Patreon, give us a five-star review. Use our Amazon store on our website and our awesome merch. I just put up three new pictures of Loudcasters with our merch on. Uh, It is a huge help. We love seeing that stuff. Let us know if you send us a picture. If we have your permission, we'll put it on the website. And uh, keep helping the show, and we'll thank you, and we'll continue to do our best for you. The fans. And uh, I do want to mention one thing. We haven't said it in quite some time, but it's always wondrous for me and Tom when we see, you know, we just had three sides of the coins on. So we see what our peers are doing and they were just, we'll never get to that point. We'll never do this. We'll never get to. Guys, our show has never been hotter. We've never done as well as we are doing now. Since the day we started, our show consistently grows. Yep. And that's the that's that's the best part. We haven't plateaued at all. Every few months you look, we're doing more and more and more. We're expanding to a bigger and bigger audience. We're ranking higher and higher. We still rank number one KISS podcast, and we hope we will remain there. And we'll do our best for you, the listener, to remain up top because we don't stop. And as we always say, we're like that shark. It's always moving forward. And this show will always move forward because we put you guys first. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with more than that. And thank you, Ron, for that amazing five-star review. That's amazing uh, for taking that time and for uh, just sharing your thoughts. We truly appreciate that. So thank you very much. Tom, what we'd like to do is end on famous last words. Do you have any? Oh, yeah. Tonight. I want to see it in your eyes. Feel the magic. There's something that drives me wild. And tonight, we're going to make it all come true. Nice. Don't let them tell you 
that there's too much noise. They're too old to really understand. You'll still get rowdy with the girls and boys as it's time for you to take a stand. Yay! Perfect. Shout it! Shout it! Shout it out loud! Why you? Why is everybody stop shouting out loud? I'm stop not deaf. <laughs> stop! I'm not deaf. Stop shouting out loud. And we'll tie it together with that last action hero again. Oh, that awesome Jesus movie. Cr- yes. <laughs> and stop shouting! I'm not deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, uh, Tom. Thank you. Loudcasters, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Oh, and Cukes, thanks for the story again. Thank you guys so much. You're the best. We can't say it enough, and we can't say it more than we do every week. We love you guys. You're the best listeners, the best fans, the best supporters. Thank you so much. And Zeus, my friend, as always, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. After I crucify him, you next. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.